All right, everybody, welcome back to the Bottom of the Ninth Podcast. I'm your host, Elijah Rodriguez, and today we are here with Joe from String King Baseball. How you doing, man? Good, Elijah. Uh, thanks for having me on, man. Really appreciate it. Dude, of course. We're super pumped. I'm, I'm honestly a huge fan of your brand. Dude, y'all's bats are, are hot, man. I'm, that's that's not even me just saying it. I've swung them multiple times and every time they come through. So y'all are doing some crazy stuff over there, man. Yeah, they're, they're good bats. Uh, they're high performing, you know, and we get a lot of people liking them. A lot of attention on our brand right now. And, you know, uh, we come in at a pretty, uh, pretty reasonable price point, too. Dude, that's that's an that's the understatement of the year, man. You guys are killing it. So, so to kind of get actually, I, I wanted to ask. I should have asked before, but I'm, I'm just curious. Have you all have you been on a podcast before? Is this something you've done before? Uh, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, okay, I used okay. to have my uh, I used to have my own little podcast. Oh, there you uh, go with a buddy awesome. of mine just talking sports a while ago. There you go. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, they're fun to do. Yeah, they're fun, dude. This is the funny thing is, I was like, I always ask them, like, are you nervous? They're like, oh yeah, and all these guys are like, oh yeah. I'm a little nervous. I'm just like, and some of these guys are like pro ball players. I'm just like, what are you nervous for? We're just talking. So I was yeah. like, you, you're no stranger to this. So you should be good. You should be. Solid. Oh yeah. <laughs> just talking shop, man. Yeah, man. That's what I love. All right, man. So give us a background. So, so string King and, and from the research that I did, you guys are a, a very much a lacrosse brand, correct? Is that where y'all got started? Yeah, that's, that's correct. Uh, about 11 years ago, we got started off as a lacrosse brand. We're, uh, we're now one of the top lacrosse brands across the country and across mm-hmm. the world. And when it comes to lacrosse heads, lacrosse sticks, uh, the mesh for the lacrosse sticks, all the components for a lacrosse stick, uh, about 11 year, years ago, there was a problem in lacrosse where the mesh and the netting and the heads Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't waterproof. So lacrosse, you wouldn't be able to play like when it rains and stuff like that. Right. And, and if you did, the netting and the mesh would get really like waterlogged and it would right. become not usable. So our CEO and the founders of our company founded a way to make waterproof netting and mesh for lacrosse sticks. And that's kind of what got us started uh, up the uprising for lacrosse or for uh, shrinking in lacrosse. And now, Fast forward eleven years, eleven years from now, from then, and now we're one of the top companies in the uh, in the country for lacrosse sticks. And then four years ago, uh, is when we got into our baseball side of the business. Awesome, yeah. Because I remember, I feel like, well, like okay. So real quick, so question. So on on the heads of the lacrosse sticks, what what is that? The fact because it almost feels like a basketball netting. Yeah, what? they're mesh like mesh, and some of them like use like a uh, like a nylon type. I would of say string. nylon. Yeah. 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 But so that when that gets wet, is it like it gets so waterlogged that it just like the flex is no longer there? Because I mean, obviously you catch and you throw, right? So does it does it just like stick? What what, what happens there? So I'm not a lacrosse guy specifically, okay, okay. but uh, but from what I've been told, uh, uh, before the waterproof netting was invented, the there's there's like a pocket, like just like a baseball glove in a lacrosse net there, or in a lacrosse net. There's a pocket to where the ball sits in. And when the netting got waterlogged, the pocket started to become messed up. You wouldn't be able to hold it correctly. You wouldn't be able to shoot it correctly. Uh, and there was like a real need for a waterproof solution. And that's where uh, we came in, in involved, got involved. Gotcha. Okay. That's awesome, man. I mean, I was just, cause I remember when I was a senior in high school, we had guys that were using your stuff. That was like in, in 13, 2013. And gotcha. I remember dudes. And like, that's when, when I first saw your bass, when we first started doing business with you guys and it hit me, I was like, like I'd only seen you guys like a couple times, and it was in a different world. So I was kind of yeah. like, "Where? What? This is wild. This is crazy." So, 
what what made you guys obviously obviously the business expands i'm sure y'all saw an open an open space for the market but like what was the kind of like the turning point where it's like we should really get into baseball what was the the reasoning behind that yeah so i mean when you compare lacrosse and baseball in this country uh baseball is a far bigger market than, than of course is, you know? yeah and we took our expertise when it came to <clears throat> developing lacrosse shafts that are made out of both the composite and uh, an alloy. Right. Used our expertise, transferred it over to the baseball world, uh, created our first uh, BB court bat a few, like four years ago, mm-hmm. uh, introduced it to the market at a, at a price point uh, that couldn't be beat, really, mm-hmm. when, when you factor in the performance of the bat. Uh, and that's where we got started. We just saw a a market that was a lot larger than we were currently in that we could, even if we were to get a, a 1% of the market would be valuable to our company. Yeah, absolutely. So, so it was, stri- it was strictly a business decision. It wasn't like guys were like, Oh, you know, I just, we want to get into baseball. I mean, I'm sure it's a little bit of both, right? It had to have been a little bit of both. Yeah, it was a little yeah. bit of both. I mean, when, before we got into baseball, uh, our company was mainly lacrosse guys. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, about a year and a half ago, two years ago is when me and another colleague of mine got hired on and we were, we brought, were brought in to, to get baseball, baseball. For, for streaking, you know, gotcha. we're, okay. we're baseball guys. We're both baseball lifers. My colleague played college baseball. I, I played through high school. I coached at all levels of the game up to, up to varsity level of high school. You know, we, mm-hmm. we, we know the game very well. And that's what we were brought into is to, to grow this brand on the baseball side of the business. Are you still coaching or not? No more coaching. Yeah. Oh, you are okay. Cool. Yeah, I coach little league right now. I coach a, a major little league team. Uh, there you go. Our, our opening day was actually supposed to be to, tomorrow, but uh, it's going to get rained out. <laughs> I bet, dude. Well, that's crazy you say that because honestly, like you're saying, you brought in to bring to like kind of bring make shrinking known for baseball. You're you're building that side of the business, right? So it's like I feel like because I coach middle school kids, so I coach only from like I think February to like first week of May. We'll play. It's a really short season. Mm-hmm. It's just for a small Catholic school, but I feel like I've learned like me being there and like looking and watching the kids, you get an understanding of like the market almost. Cause it's like, these are what kids are using, what they want, what they want to see all that stuff. So I'm sure that aged you so well when you go into, you know, okay, okay, well, people, kids are using these bats. Parents are telling me they're paying X amount for this bat. Like where, and I'm sure it helps your expertise. It has to, cause it helps mine. I mean, there's no way it doesn't. Absolutely. And what's crazy is you look back of when you were playing like little league baseball and yeah. how much the bats cost back then. Dude. And I, I remember when uh, I was a kid and it would be hard for my mom to, to buy a hundred dollar bat, you know, and like, mm-hmm. right, she'd be coming to me like, you're crazy. We're not going to spend a hundred dollars <laughs> on a baseball bat. Yeah. Now these parents are spending $500 $400 on the bat for when they're, when they're growing out of the bat every single year. Dude, it's nuts. I mean, I remember because I was talking to my buddy because for a while we had a buddy of mine come in because we saw our videos, filming the videos. Yeah. And he came to our retail store and I was setting stuff up and he was kind of just looking around. He was like looking at the bats and the pricing. And he was like, dude, what happened? What That's happened? Crazy. And I was like, what do you mean? Because I thought something had happened. I was like, what? what are you talking about? He goes, dude, this bat is like $449. Yeah. And I was like. Yeah, dude, that's where they're at now. And he was like, dude, and I don't know if like what what year did what years were you playing in high school? Uh, I graduated in <laughs> five. So I okay. was playing oh, okay. from 01 to 05. So I was in the the prime Beaser bat. Oh, ever. dude. The almost most dangerous time to play baseball, really. The best time. Dude. Oh, the best time, dude. It was it was a blast. So like the funny thing was like we when I was in high school, we had just we were like my sophomore year, we had transformed to we had transferred to B to BB Corps uh-huh. from BSR. So like I was like ten years later, but he was telling me like I don't know if you ever heard of the the XO the oh, TP- yeah, it was still one of those TPX, 
and he was telling me like, dude, like, remember we used to buy Exos and it was like, it was like two ninety nine, and that was like steep for our parents. And I was like, yeah. no, dude, you're telling me like, that was like, that's like a big ask for you to your parents. It's like 300 bucks. Now you got kids that are like, buy me this new X. And it's like, okay, it's okay. You're $500. You're just like, what happened it's wild it's, man it is insane it is and insane. not only that but they're playing kids are playing little league at one part of the year and then in the summer they're playing travel ball so it's not like there's playing one bad year for no kids. you're buying, buying sometimes two to three dude it's yeah crazy. exactly it's, it's insane i don't that's one of those things man it's like baseball is a, you know especially for like people like parents that are that are getting into the game and starting it. you have to know it's like hey this is an expensive hobby you're about to put your kids into man honestly like and, and the funny thing is, dude, like I didn't, and I guess as a younger kid, you don't really realize it as you're growing up, you know, you're just like, oh, I need this, need that, and the other. I started playing men's league on Sundays last year and I didn't have like, obviously when I played in college, that was like six years ago. So I, I kind of just like donated all my cleats and I was like, if you, I dropped my bags in the locker room my final year and I was like, if y'all want these cleats, take them, my gloves, I'll sell them. I sold off my gloves. I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm not playing anymore. And all of a sudden, my buddy's like, hey, you should come out and play. I'm like, all right, cool. I need to buy a glove, bat. And I was like, dude, this is expensive. Like, <laughs> re-outfitting myself, like, pants, cleats, wood bats. Like, I was like, dude, this is just costing me quite a bit of money. Yeah. Man. Like, the time has changed. You kind of respect it a little bit more, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's my nice. uh, so in comparison, uh, my little brother played, uh, played ice hockey growing up. I okay. was a baseball player. And... When I was growing up, baseball, I mean, it was expensive, but it wasn't nearly what it is now. And I look back at, like, what my parents had to do to get my brother through ice hockey and all the gear that he used and stuff like that. Baseball's creeping up on that. Like, and and ice hockey uses a lot more equipment than baseball. And baseball is slowly, slowly creeping up to being just as expensive as as hockey. And that's that's wild to me because for how big baseball is in this country – for how many kids are playing baseball, especially across uh, uh, across regions of the country where it's uh, uh, they're not making the most money in the world, you know, right. it's going to be hard for these kids to play baseball and mm-hmm. hard to continue to keep them on the field. And that's yeah. uh, that's sad to see. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I remember talking to you over at, at the uh, ABCA conference and telling you like the philosophy of streaking is we want to be as inclusive as possible. We want to be able to produce a top performing product at a price point that isn't going to break the bank, you know, and Mm -hmm. we want these kids to, we want more kids to play baseball. We don't want to, we don't want to price these families out. Yeah. And that's, that's honestly like, that's such a refreshing take on the game because like, and I have no beef, obviously like we're baseball express. We do business with pretty much every vendor in the game. And those, they're great people at every brand, you know, the Rawlings and Marucci, they're great guys, great people. But you know, that's one thing that I feel like gets lost in their, kind of in their legacy of their brand mm-hmm. because they know that kids or people are going to buy their stuff regardless of what the situation is. It's kind of just something that they're bred into. So they don't really take what you guys are taking into effect. Like, okay, let's, let's actually price these somewhere where like maybe like middle to low income families can actually afford it. It's not going to kill them to buy this bat and the kids can play and it's a solid, it's a good bat. You know, that gets lost, I think in some of these bigger vendors eyes, which is it's, it's comes to the territory. There's, there's nothing you can really do about it, especially with like, how big your brand is, you're gonna you're gonna price according to your value of your brand. But you guys are changing the game and you're changing the narrative, and I think that's extremely important and it's good for the game. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, we think we appreciate you uh, you you seeing that because that's uh, that's our philosophy, man. We're trying we're trying to disrupt the the market a little bit. And uh, like I said, like like we just mentioned a little while ago, bats when we were playing were not 
this crazy price, you know, let's, we're mm-hmm. trying to get, we're trying to get back to those days where parents could actually afford a bat and not have to, to, to break the bank or have to worry about making a payment on their car because they had to buy their child a bat. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get, let's get into the technology aspect. So, so you said that, that your lacrosse sticks were built out of the composite and, and what was the other thing that goes into those sticks? It was composite technology and. Yeah. So lacrosse, our lacrosse shafts, we have a, we have both composite shafts and we also have alloy shafts. Right. Oh, so there's two. See, I didn't even know that. So, so you guys, so when you were constructing the bat, so what was the first one you guys made? Was it the metal, the metal pro, the, the metal pro, yep. the metal pro. So what was like the, what was the goal? So obviously it was to hit a certain price point. You wanted to, to hit a niche of the, of the market that probably wasn't being really reached out to or really touched. That was one of the goals. What, what were you guys trying to accomplish with that bat? Was it, did you want to, what were you trying to compete, you know, with, with end loaded bats with, you know, were you trying to go after, obviously we won't, we won't obviously get into the competitors you were arming because that's part of the, any game you're going to, you're looking at certain bats and saying, we want to go after this one and this one, we want to be on that level. Sure. But were you trying to make a power bat an all balanced bat? What was the original goal when you guys were setting out to build those bats? Yeah. So when we first when we first uh, developed our Metal Pro, uh, there wasn't a a goal to be an end loaded bat, a, a balanced bat, anything like that. We were just trying to get a, ba- a bat that was uh, going to rate at a very high BB core rating, mm-hmm. uh, comparable to every bat out there on the market. And it, when we were going through the manufacturing process, we realized that we don't need to be charging four hundred dollars <laughs> for a bat. Uh, yeah. And when, when we realized that, we knew exactly what market we we were going to get into. We knew exactly what uh, price point we were getting into. We knew what demographic we were going to be focusing on, and that was the goal right there. When mm-hmm. we when we realized that we didn't have to, uh, when manufacturing costs weren't insane, mm-hmm. we knew that we could we could uh, make a dent in this market somehow. Yeah. So you were kind of just making an all encompassing bat, one that every kid can use. It didn't matter what what place they were in the lineup, their strengths. It was like we want a bat that every kid line up one through nine can go out there and swing and have some success with. That's that's important, man. I think and that's another thing that kind of irritates me, man. Like I, I see kids and like that's when I coach, man, ever since since I started doing these videos and stuff, I have, you know, the parents, you know, I grew up some of the kids I'm coaching their their parents taught me at the same school. So it's wild. But they'll come up to me and they'll be asking me about like thousands of different bats. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude. You can sit here and my and like extremely micro analyze every single bat because and that's the funny thing about it and I'll never knock kids or your parents who are like like dead on about it like oh should they be swinging this one this one I'm like because they just want their kids to succeed and I understand right. that I get it but at the end of the day it's like well it doesn't matter what bat the kid swing he's got to hit the ball it doesn't matter he could swing a piece of wood that you pull off the tree if he can't make contact with the bat the ball it don't matter it does not matter so I'm always like dude like just swing the most bat that's comfortable for you. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. Cause, and I think that that's most important because then you got people that are like, well, I'm going to, we're going to go after the power hitter. We're going to go after the, the base hitter. We're going to go after the guy who just hits line drive. I'm like, yeah, but that's such a micro analyzation of like a lineup. Like when you get like older and older, when you get to like wood bats, there's no end load. I mean, there's end loaded wood, but when that's when you get to like micro with like pros and guys who get special right. cuts and stuff like that. I'm just like, dude, they're all swinging a wood, a piece of wood. That's what it is. Yep. It does not matter if it's end loaded, if it's balanced, if it's composites. It's like, so I'm, I'm like super grateful you guys made one bat and it's like, this is it. This is for everyone. A power hitter can swing this. A guy who's a leadoff hitter, who's a contact hitter can swing this bat. It was just, it's just perfect, man. It's good. Y'all did a hell of a job on it. Because I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm not a fan of like, oh, we've, here's here's this lineup and there's six different ones. So it's like figure it out. And it's like that's so much harder on the market because then they're like overwhelmed with, with options and they don't know what's best. And it's crazy. So y'all made it really easy for everybody. 
Yeah. You know, when, when you get into a market, when you're brand new, you kind of have to find a, a product that is going to be as as inclusive and as encompassing as you possibly can in right. order to offer it to many different players. As we go along our business, you can absolutely take the feedback that you get from customers on the products that you have and, yeah. and, and remanufacture and reconstruct the newer models to fit even more people out there. Uh, and we, that's what we did with going into our second generation of BB mm-hmm. Corvettes. You know, we had yeah. our, we had our generation on metal pro that everyone, a lot of people liked, uh, mm-hmm. we tried to make it as, we tried to make it as versatile as possible, but we did get some feedback that was a little bit end loaded. So mm-hmm. we took that, we took that feedback, um, went, went to our product development team, our engineers brought the, brought the swing weight down a little bit towards the hands, uh, extended out the sweet spot more. And now, and now we went from a versatile bat that we originally thought to an even more versatile bat in our in our generation two, to where there's power hitters swinging our bats, there's leadoff hitters swinging our bats, and everyone's loving it. Yeah, dude. That's why I saw I saw your post. But we'll get into that because I have I, I was like super psyched seeing the amount of people that are using it and at the college level specifically. But so I have to ask. So when you guys were making the bats, and I know that you guys said you start off with BB core. Was there what what was the reasoning? Because like obviously. Both when you go like U USA USA, obviously USA is a much smaller tier. It's just the little league that really uses USA, and then there's U USA, which is a massive and company. There's there's thousands upon thousands, probably millions of kids who are using U USA certified bats. Right. And there's BB Core, which is high school, college, etc. What was the reasoning to jump to BB Core versus going after like a U Trip first? I, I'm yeah. just curious to see the reasoning behind that. Yeah, we actually get asked this question quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason why is because here's the thing. You don't see college kids looking at Little League little or kid triple SA kids and seeing what are we going to swing? No, the other it's way the other way around. Yeah. If, if you see college kids swinging a bat and, and numerous college kids swinging that bat, the little kid, that's, who the col- that's who the kids are looking up to. Yep. And they're like, oh, if uh, so-and-so at, at uh, Oregon University is swinging a string king, oh, and I want to swing against my favorite team. I want to swing a string king. Mm-hmm. That was our, that was our philosophy right there. Is to attack yeah. where it's attack the exposure, right? Which I figured it was, man. It's like, and that's the craziest thing is like, especially like right now, it's still a little early. You know, kids are probably getting ready for their seasons. But the minute that the college world series rolls around, all eyes are on those guys, and that's when like, which I don't think that we really realize that. I'm actually going to bring it up because we have a new director of econ this year and. I'm going to tell them, like, hey, you better get ready because the minute that the College World Series airs, whatever bats that those dudes are swinging, everyone's going to be swinging. There's yeah. just, it's just the sales are going to jump because everyone's like, those kids, those are the best of the best. I need to buy that bat. So I, I, I understand. I respect that a lot because that's true. It's just that's the way the market works, man. The kids are going to want what the pros and the big guys are swinging. Yeah. And uh, I think um, if you look at last year, uh, a couple back companies, uh, I mean, outside of us, kind of took a different approach to when they released their new product line. They did. Yes, they did. I think Marucci released, released their new Cat X line right before the College World Series started. And then you mm-hmm. saw all these College World Series teams swinging the Cat X or the Cat X Connect, you know, and everyone was yeah. kind of like, whoa, what bad is this? And yeah, really, mm-hmm. really, really made a buzz for, for that line, you know, and. Uh, I know that the the norm is to come out with the new product line around like November or something like mm-hmm. that. I try to get yeah. it like right before the season starts, but I think they took a pretty good approach, and I can all, I could probably see a lot more companies taking that approach to mm-hmm. to where getting their new products out into the college people <clears throat> college players' hands to where it's going to be on ESPN every night, you know, and all these kids mm-hmm. are going to see it. 
Yeah. So interesting enough. So I've noticed that Rawlings, I'm not Rawlings, Easton and Marucci do it every year. They'll put, so they're obviously they put out the Cadex, like it's if they do a release that year. Cause Cadex, it was, I think that was two years out that they hadn't mm-hmm. put that out. They were relying on the cat nine, but like just using them as an example, obviously it doesn't really matter. It could be anybody. They put the, they, they construct it and they put it in their hands at the college world series without announcing it to anyone. So that when right. kids see it, they're like, well, what is that? But then obviously won't release for another four months or exactly. something. Cause it's almost like a testing period. Which it's it's an interesting take. I've I've noticed that the last couple of years that the newest bats will come out and you'll see them there. They'll premiere there, but they right. won't come out for months later. So it's kind of a weird thing, I guess. It makes you want what you can't have for a while, but it's <laughs> part it of the game, I guess. Builds the desire. Yeah. So I have to, uh, you know, kind of just off topic, but is there ever an opportunity that you guys are going to get into the wood bag game? We've been asked that uh, as well. Um, right now, there's a. There's no wood bats in, in our future, but yeah. we never know. That might change. Uh, I, I, we kind of uh, took the opposite approach there as well. A lot of bat companies yeah. start with wood and then mm-hmm. throw over to yeah. uh, alloy bats and USA bats. Uh, we started with the we started with the alloy and skipped the whole wood. Uh, yeah, the, the wood area. The whole, yeah, um, but that doesn't say we'll never do it in our future. We still mm-hmm. might. Uh, we've had we've had internal talks about it before. Uh, nothing has uh, has come to fruition with that, but who knows what happens down the future? You never know. Yeah, so I, I mean, here, so here's my take. I'll give you my take just because I'm interested in it. And this is just something that I know. And it's like, so wood bats are weird, man, because wood bats are almost more of like. So you got to look at, and I'm and I'm sure you're versed with this. You've got the Marucci, the Chandler, the Dovetail, all these guys that like big leaders swing, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard for a wood bat company. So I think y'all made the right move to be 100 percent honest. Y'all went metal first, which is probably the smart move because yeah. getting getting your your bats into the hands of those guys is how you will win in the in the wood bat game. Yeah, and and breaking in and beating out the Maruchis, the Victus, the, the, that's hard to do, man. That's that's mm-hmm. like you're setting yourself up for like a couple, 10, 15 years of some hard like trials to get dudes to swing your bats, and that's so. I think y'all made the right move, man. Y'all made the, y'all made the right move to be hundred percent honest, because you know the barrier of entry to get it get into a U Triple S A or a BB Core kid's hands is much easier. Much yeah. easier. Yeah. Not only that, but if you think uh, if people think that the metal and aluminum and composite bat market is saturated, just wait till you look at the wood bat market. That Dude. is beyond. There's all these obviously all the big boy companies, but there's thousands of of smaller mm-hmm. wood bat companies across oh, the country. Yeah. Dude, you know what's funny is I didn't really realize that because I was, you know, I'm, I've, I I kind of ate a little bit in our buying process, so I'm looking around for new brands and new like mm-hmm. just ways to give us more like kind of like fueling our fire right it's like oh well these guys are coming up like these guys are growing a lot immensely like let's hop into these guys like we hopped in with Kraken, the pine tar guys got them in we're, we're getting with force three to get in here the catching gear that's really making a lot of buzz so we're doing that and i was like hey i'm gonna when we're at the abca i was like hey i'm gonna go look around and just walk around the amount of wood back companies <laughs> was so overwhelming dude i was just like this is insane like this yeah. is it's too it's too much it's like almost too much to where if you're a player you're like i have no idea what i'm supposed to do I'm yeah. just going to go with Merch or something like that. Like, cause they've been around forever and I'm, and I came back and we're talking and I was like, dude, it's almost too much. And they're like, we told you it's yeah. insane. And not to mention when it comes to wood bats, I mean, there's, there's no difference between, no. Uh, uh, there's no difference between a Marushi bat or a Birdman bat or a Victus bat or a Louisville. They're all, they're all the same piece of, of maple. They're all the same piece of birch that needs 24 inches of straight grain. 
one, as, soon, as long as that's 24 inches of straight grain, it's, it's a solid piece of wood and there's no mm-hmm. difference between the brands. <laughs> it's all, it's all the stamp that goes on it, brother. That's Tell right. Me, believe me, believe me. Anyway, so we'll, we'll step away from wood bats and know that hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we can get you guys in, in like 10 years when you guys have solidified it, we'll get you guys going on wood bats. Right that. on. That would be sick. Especially with your design on, oh dude, that would be awesome. But I can already see it. I can too, dude. I was literally picturing it. But so I know that you guys came out with the Metal Two Pro. So so for everyone who doesn't know about drinking, there's two there's two models. There's the Metal Pro and then the Metal Pro Two. Correct? Is that how that goes? Yeah. So we have two generations of BB, BB Corvettes. We have right. the Metal with the Metal Two Pro line with as, uh, along with its sister, the Metal Two, mm-hmm. and then we have Generation One, which is the Metal Pro and mm-hmm. its sister, the Metal. BB the metal, Corvette. okay. Four different cool. price points. Awesome, awesome. So y'all—that's what I'm saying. So y'all hit quite a bit of a, of the market, which is which is interesting. It's crazy. What what is the and then what are the key differences? I know you said there's four different price points, but for for the average customer, for the listener who doesn't know, I know. Obviously, we've had this talk before. Yeah. But what are the differences in, in the in the bats and those different price points? What what makes each one special? Because obviously, the price point and, and I I make this known to everyone is like price points mean jack they don't mean anything because right. every bat there's a 200 bat that can bang and it may hit harder than a 400 bat it just depends on how it feels in your hand so what what do those bats offer at those different price points sure so let's start off with our generation one line our, our mm-hmm. first line uh that's metal pro and metal uh when you look at the bat itself uh the profile of the bat is exactly the same going from one to the other the mm-hmm. only difference between the two is that Metal Pro is made with a premium alloy, much higher quality alloy than metal. Metal is kind of like our entry-level bat, like kids who are just getting into baseball. Right. I know I know many kids who have started playing baseball in their late teens, mm-hmm. uh, or I'm sorry, in their mid-teens, like right around when they're yeah. playing high school and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So that's, and if they don't even know if they want to continue to play, we, right, we say, right. okay, try, try our metal. It's a very good price point, and if you don't even want to continue playing baseball, now you know that you didn't break the bank. Yeah, it didn't kill you. <laughs> it didn't exactly. Didn't have it, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then you step it up to the Metal Pro, which is, again, the same profile, same swing weight, but performance-wise, it's a lot better, made with a higher quality alloy. You actually see you actually see uh, some college, college uh, mm-hmm. athletes still using the Metal Pro in itself just because it has a bit of an end load, and some bigger guys like that end load. So difference between the two is just higher quality alloy. You're going to get better performance out of the Metal Pro. Mm-hmm. Stepping up to the Generation 2 line, uh, Metal 2 Pro and Metal 2. Um, Metal 2 is actually made with the same alloy as Metal Pro. Okay. But the uh, the bat itself is me- remanufactured to give it a, a longer barrel, larger, wow. sweet spot, okay. larger, sweet spot, larger sweet spot, excuse me. More balanced swing weight and a new taper on the grip. Okay. So metal two to metal two pro profiles are the same as far as sweet spot goes and uh, barrel length and balanced swing weight. Mm-hmm. But now you're having an even higher quality alley in metal two pro. Yeah. Perf- Performance wise, it's going to be pretty on par with each other. They're both extremely hot bats, as mm-hmm. high as you can get on the BB core ratings, extremely high exit velocities when testing off Rapsodos or hit tracks. Mm-hmm. Difference between Metal Two and Metal Two Pro is that Metal Two Pro is going to be about twenty to twenty five percent more durable than a Metal Two. So if exactly. you use it, so if you're going to use, or if you need like a team bat where you're going to be just in the cages and on the yeah. field just banging, Metal Two Pro is your way to go. 
Mm-hmm. Not to say that Metal 2 isn't going to be a durable bat bite, because it is. But in mm-hmm. the long run, Metal 2 Pro is going to be a more durable bat than Metal gotcha. 2. Cool, man. So, so that's what I'm saying. So y'all hit so many different aspects of, of the price point to get pretty much every player, which is it's like, it's interesting that you guys do that, man. Because, like, you always have, like, and, and, you know, you have, like, Louisville and those guys, they'll always make one that's, like, 100 120 and it's normally yeah. like no offense to them because it's who it's for right it's like for that kid who's like i'm gonna try out for the team i haven't played since little league Let, let's right. see what happens type deal and you know it's necessary from a business standpoint to have that to have that bat i mean you just have to have it because yeah. it, it rounds out your your style but you guys are rounding out that that customer but also still giving them a premium product rather than here's our scraps which it, it just makes more sense i i have to respect it i do yeah um, so and kind of going back into the, the construction of the bat, was there a reason why you guys decided to go with a full one-piece alloy rather than going with, like, these new crazy things you're creating, hybrids, which are – they are what they are. I'm, I'm not the yeah. hugest fan of them, and I'm really not a fan of composite bats. I love one-piece alloy. I'm biased. So for anyone listening, <laughs> this is just my my opinion. I'm just not a fan of the two-piece. And I, I know that there's reasons like, oh, there's more forgiveness. It's for the the hitter who's not as strong, blah, blah, blah. It's mostly for youth, which is why you see a lot of college guys and they're all swinging one pieces. Or yeah. you know, they have a couple guys who will swing the composites, but it's just not as it's not as prevalent as it is in the younger groups. Was there a re- was that one of the reasons that went into it? I'm sure there was plenty of, of reasoning that went into creating a one piece alloy. What 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 steered you guys away from the composite route and the and the half and half? Yeah, so when you look at like the BB core, uh, the BB core bat market and, and the BB core bat uh, regulations and uh, certifications you have to meet to make a BB core bat, the more money that you put in technology is just not equating to performance at all. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. like you just said, there's a reason why the, the major, not the majority, but well, yeah, the majority. I'd say probably sixty five percent or more college players are swinging. Uh, one piece alloy bats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the performance on an alloy on a one piece alloy compared to a composite bat, two piece composite bat, it's insane. Yeah, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, you're gonna have a uh, less sting on your hands. I mean, if you if you're swinging a one piece alloy bat, you you can't 100 percent avoid getting rung up vibrations you know? and, exactly. and being jammed or fisted. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, exactly. I mean, and, but and outside of that, uh, the performance wise from a one piece alloy bat when it comes to BB core is just world's dip world's better than a composite you know mm-hmm. i mean with the regular the what a composite can offer uh is is that flexibility in the barrel you know once it starts mm-hmm. breaking down but mm-hmm. when you have like when you have the regulations of bb4 that are so strict and when they're having bats tested all the time mm-hmm. once they break in too much that bat's illegal you gotta toss it out you know <laughs> we're, we're, we're a one-piece alloy yeah. that's not gonna do that it's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna be durable it's gonna perform better you know and mm-hmm. In the long run, it's just going to be a better option for a college player, and that's why we attacked that market. Yeah, that makes that makes plenty of sense. Yeah. So, and, that, and you know, it's funny you say that, man. Is like that that you know we had. I, I won't say the bat, but there was one. There was a composite bat that we had, and a kid was trying to swing, and he was. Their parents were asking me about it, and they were telling me the bat. And I know the price point on it, and I was like, man, you can't. Like, it just doesn't. It just in my eyes, my opinion, doesn't make sense to fork out that amount of cash for a bat. That number one, you have to break in. Number two, it, it once it once it breaks in, it it has a it has a time frame of how many hits it's going to give you. Mm-hmm. That irritates the, and I can say it irritates the shit out of me. I'm like, damn, dude, that you can't do that. Yeah. It's like you can't make them because then you don't really know when it's hit its full peak. And that we've had this, pro- I've had that problem. There were kids when I was playing JUCO 
that went out and we got we got team bats that were composite bats. Why? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I have no clue. <laughs> I didn't make that decision. But I was like, we were trying to, you know, it's funny now we look back at it because we talk about it all the time. We were trying to roll them, run over them with our car because they were just so dead, man. It was yeah. so crazy. So, like, now I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm just scarred. Maybe the game's changed since then. That was probably, like, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. But the, I was just, like, after that, I was, like, dude, we just ran over this bat, and it's still not swinging. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know why. I was a PO, so I was just kind of there around for the ride. And then we went back to the cages afterwards, and I was just, like, this is terrible. What just happened? We just ran yeah. this thing over, and it still doesn't work. Like, trying to compress that material just didn't work so once again y'all made the right choice on that so (laughs) what so now like so you made the bb core that was kind of where it all started and now Mm -hmm. you as of this year you guys finally broke into the u-trip world was there any reason was it kind of like okay we've got enough guys using it it's time to break into the other the other realms of baseball or was there kind of a different decision that made you guys really get in there yeah, well, we just we just saw that there was another market that we could try to capture as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing that USA is dominated by those two-piece composite bats, but <laughs> yeah. al- but also knowing that there is still a market for the kids that can't afford those mm-hmm. two-piece composite bats, and still trying to make a one-piece alloy that can perform as close to them as possible, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so so we just saw a market that was kind of being untouched in that in, in USA as well that we wanted to make an offering to. Yeah. And I've seen, man, we've got a lot of kids. I've seen kids that are swinging them. They've been asking about them. So y'all break, y'all breaking into that world because the youth is talking about them, which is crazy. And I know I talked to, you didn't go to the Texas show, but there was another gentleman. He was super tatted. I don't know what his name is. I don't know if he was at the ABC. That was Ronnie. Ronnie. There you go. Yeah. So he told me, he told me what's coming up. I don't know if, I'm, if y'all want to say it on what's coming up. He told me it's kind of crazy. So I don't know how you, if you want to, if, if we can go there or not, it's up to you. Yeah. Yeah, so he told me that there's a U-Trip Drop 5 coming. Is that is that accurate? There is. There is. Okay. There, so in uh, – all right. Release <laughs> date is May 31st. Uh, awesome. We are, okay. We are, we are releasing Generation 2 uh, U-Trip list airline. So Metal 2 Pro and Metal 2, and it's going to be in Drop 5, Drop 8, and Drop 10. Okay. And if you want to give me one second, I have one at my desk okay. that I can Let's show check. you. Yeah, dude, go get give it. Me, check it. Give out. me one second. For sure. Ooh, there it is. Yeah. Dang, that's clean. Drop that five. Yeah, there it is. Wow. That's we clean, are getting dude. a lot of people excited about these. We had them out at the ABCA. Everyone was mm-hmm. asking how I could buy one, how I could buy one. <laughs> and we're like, guys, I'm sorry. Like, they're not, not really going to be released for another few months. <laughs> that looks awesome, dude. So, so kind of as, as you showed us, you showed us the bat for the people that are, that are watching it. The bat, it looks clean, dude. The all, honestly, like, I love y'all's logo. The logo is sick. Like, it looks cool. But my all time favorite, dude, is the metal. Because or the Metal Pro, not the two, the Metal Pro. Is that the yeah. one without the logo? Correct, clean, dude. The clear, all way, all the way black, all black <laughs> is so clean, dude. It's insane. Are there? So, have y'all ever thought about doing like special editions or anything like different colors, like maybe a silver or like a solid silver or solid red, like throwing it back to like? Well, honestly, the new the new Rollins fifty one fifty has that solid red, the shiny red. Y'all could do different colors. I think that would be pretty sick dude, if y'all did. All, all I'm gonna say is stay tuned. Okay. Okay. That that says enough, dude. Cause I'm like, 
the designs are sick, but I'm like, if y'all had colors, dude, if y'all did like special editions, man, I don't know. That would be sick. I think that, that there's a big market for that. For yeah. Sure. The, uh, they, we've uh, had uh, mixed reviews on the whole straight black bat. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of kids, especially at college level, high school levels, they love it. They like sleek mm-hmm. stuff. They like very simple mm-hmm. looking bats. Uh, <clears throat> some some of the kids, like like when you get down to like the USA market, like the bright colors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But overall, yeah. we get very good, uh, good re- very good response on just like the flat black sleek look. Yeah. Well, the, the, here's the thing, man. This is something that I tell, you know, I've talked to a lot of people about, especially our pro guys that did play in college. Because we had like a like prime example, we had um, we had Brian Arias. He plays for the uh, Houston Astros organization, and we were talking. We you know we went down to their training facility, and we actually brought him and um, a couple other pro guys. We brought them some some metal bats to, for them to swing because they hadn't swung metal bats in probably like four, some of them like four to five years. And you know they've been swinging wood forever, so they were so excited to swing to swing bats. And and he was telling me he goes, dude, like all these these bat designs, some of them look whack. They're so weird. Like, and it just gives you the mindset of like an older, a more mature kid who's like, I don't want the colorful, the bright, mm-hmm. all that crazy, like, like Louisville Sluggers kind of delving into that. Uh, who is it? DeMarini's kind of getting into that too with the the way the Voodoo One looks with all the the gold and eh, I'm not I'm not a fan. Like, that that's pretty good, but I'm not the the whole the color crap. I'm just like, man, it just looks weird. The Atlas is like a bright, like yeah. Yeah. And it's funny as the bat bros were even like, dude, this is like the ugliest bat I've ever seen. <laughs> but but what's funny, man, is like the college kids, if you watch college baseball or you watch the college world series, they will swing bats that are beat to shit. I mean, they yeah. are just destroyed. Because they don't the the the, the real is, the real point of it is they don't care what it looks like yeah. as long as it swings well. And that's the that's what it should come down to. But the younger demographic obviously is into the the colors and the, the swag and like the Victus and the, the Victus Knox is actually one that has all those designs and all the cool yeah. stuff, which is cool. It's cool for the game. It's good for the game for the youth. But for the market that you guys are going after, man, you see kids swinging whatever it is that's going to put them on base. It does not matter. So I can I can understand why they're drawn to your bat. It's just like oh, this thing this thing bangs, and I don't care what it looks like. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, as long as long as the bat performs, man, and that's all that you should really worry about. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's it's cool to look cool at times, but I mean, I don't think you're gonna be looking cool if you can't swing a bat, you know. So if the bat performs <laughs> and, uh, and and it feels good in your hands, that's all that should matter. That's dude, you and me both. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like I have kids. <laughs> like coaching is like sometimes frustrating because they're like, I want to go get a new bat. I want to get the newest bat. I'm like, dude, you just hit like three home runs this past weekend with your old bat. Just swing that <laughs> yeah. one, man. It's ridiculous. They're always wanting the new and color and the cool thing. So back to drinking. So I know you guys just started getting or doing your, uh, the bat grips and, and all that. Is there, and what, so was there a lot of feedback on the, on the grips, which made you guys really go delve into that? Cause they're very good. I, I use them on my wood bass for Sunday leagues. The ones you guys sent over to me, we're going to do a review soon. I have them coming, but what was the, was there a lot of, of, um, I guess feedback on the grip aspect of it that a lot of people were just loving it. And you guys decided we should, we should kind of make our grip and, and sell it individually. Yeah. So it was more along the lines of we had to, uh, to solve a problem. Uh, okay. we, we've, we got a lot of feedback on our generation one bats that the grips would deteriorate pretty quickly. Mm, okay. So it was, it was more along the lines of, okay, we need to resolve this issue. And, we started we started using those grips on our bats uh, out of factory now going forward, mm-hmm. um, but also have them to offer to kids uh, if 
if, for instance, their back does, uh, the group does start to deteriorate or they want to replace it with uh, another color. So we only have two colors right now. We have black and gray, but black I gray, think yeah. the gray looks pretty cool. The gray, the gray does look good. I've got that on one of my bats, actually, as we speak. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet, man. So <laughs> are there are there plans to maybe move into other aspects of, of bat accessories, like maybe like... I don't know, not tapered knobs at the end. I know one of the bats is tapered sort a little bit. Yeah. It's not full on tapered, but it does have a little taper towards the, towards the knob. Correct. Is there any, is there any plans to maybe go into the bat accessory game or is, or is it strictly bats you guys are aiming after? Right now it's strictly bats. Um, again, uh, we're, we're never going to close our doors to, right. to options yeah. that can mm-hmm. be, that can be beneficial to us right, right now. Uh, the future is just trying to make, make, extremely high performing bats, you know, and mm-hmm. we're, we're still trying to uh, as much attention as we have around our brand right now, we're still trying to get up there towards the top of like the, the bat manufacturers you know, and get mm-hmm. well known in the bat market. Mm-hmm. So that's our goal right now is just to mainly gr- climb the ladder uh, yeah. of exposure. And once we can really solidify ourselves in the market, then we can start looking at expanding into uh, other markets as well. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I think I think dude, just your branding, like your logo. Like honestly, y'all, do y'all sell those hoodies? Uh, we don't right now. <laughs> you should because I would buy one, dude. I'm just such a huge fan. Like, and I think a lot of people are. It's like if you have a cool logo, like not even just the shrinking, like the icon. The icon yeah. itself is sick, dude. Like y'all, y'all killed it with that icon. And yeah. I'm, is that the same one y'all had since forever when y'all are doing lacrosse and stuff, or is that like a rebrand as of as of late? When we first started lacrosse, we had a different logo, but uh, very soon after we started, we we turned to to the diamond logo, right? Here. Okay, we've, yeah, we've had the diamond for quite a while now. It looks awesome, dude. It looks awesome. Thank y'all you. gotta y'all gotta at least sell me one of those hoodies. Y'all rock it all the time. I think it's sweet. Hey, we'll, we'll get you one for sure. <laughs> awesome, sweet man. So, so now you know college baseball's hitting up, and and everyone's really ramping up as we're, we're hitting the forty minute mark. I don't want to keep it too long. Um, so. Is so well, let me ask you this. So I know Mizzou, Missouri swings y'all's bats exclusively. That's one that y'all have been posting a lot of and they got a good ball program out there, right? Is it Mizzou? Uh no. Uh Mizzou, I believe, swings Warstick. Oh, is it Warstick? Who, yeah, dude, yeah. Y'all been posting y'all been posting one. I don't know who swings it though. Uh so we have uh we signed our first NIL athlete up at Oregon University. Oregon that's it's Oregon, dude. I see so much crap. I'm so sorry. I see so much stuff that I'm trying to do it. I don't remember who, but I know y'all have exclusively been posting people who have been swinging string kicks. Yeah, so so we have yeah. an NIL athlete right now at Oregon. His name's Tanner Smith. He swings our bats exclusively. Yes, yes. And then in the division one ranks, we have uh teams that have our bats. We have a, a a few of the teams that don't have bat contracts are swinging our bats like openly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for instance, uh, uh, UNC Charlotte has our bats. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in, I believe, Conference USA, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But when you go down the ranks, uh, and I don't know the team specifically, but we have a couple of Division Two and a few Division Three schools that swing mm-hmm. our bats exclusively. Yeah. So we're awesome. climbing the ladder. Uh, the more uh, NIL athletes we get up on our, on our uh, on our books, the uh, more likely we'll start seeing more teams swinging our bats exclusively mm-hmm. in, in Division One. So we're getting there. We're getting there slowly but surely. Hey, you, you got to build it somehow, man. That's that's a cool thing. Just the, the, almost like building it is cool because you see one and after the other, and you see it mm-hmm. build. Is that's that's more satisfying in my eyes than anything. But so so let me ask you this. So let me let me ask you this. So is the goal obviously as a business standpoint, it, it is the goal, right? You want as many people to to swing on an exclusive contract, but is that, is that normal? Cause I've known, I've noticed a lot of schools and universities don't go that route. Is that something that's common with obviously from a bat, from a bat manufacturer standpoint, is it common? And this is just me asking out of curiosity. 
Is mm-hmm. it common for you guys to want to sign schools to that deal or is it, or do you see a lot more schools and stuff kind of, kind of throwing off the back contract to let their kids swing whatever they want? Is that, it, is that more the norm or? Yeah, we're, we're kind of seeing a mix right now. You know, mm-hmm. a few years ago, you were seeing nothing but bat contracts, nothing right. but everyone mm-hmm. swinging bats exclusively. Um, mm-hmm. At the ABCA that we went to, um, I mean, obviously we knew uh, that Oregon has an open bat contract. We've known that for mm-hmm. a couple of years now, and that's why we were able to sign Tanner Smith in, uh, originally to our first NIL contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after going to the ABCA and talking to some college college coaches and stuff like that, it seems like a lot more teams are going to this open uh, style of, of uh, play when it comes to the right. bats. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you have a bat contract, it, bat contract, excuse me, it limits it your players. You, mm-hmm. yes, you know, and if, they, if you have a bat contract with like Louisville, but the kid wants to swing a string king, <laughs> they, they can't, you know? Yeah, it um, sucks. So I see a lot more teams going towards this open this open style of, of play when it comes to bats. Uh, I believe Texas Tech is doing it. UConn is, is doing it now. Um, I think Duke is doing it as well. So mm-hmm. a lot more high-profile teams are starting to go open right now. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, because, you know, I was I was looking, and and I know because my sister goes to Texas A&M over here, and, and mm-hmm. we're, they're, they're an exclusive Wilson DeMarini, and she's actually she's, she's buddies with one of the, uh, the ballplayers, and he is not a fan. And yeah. it's like, it's the most upsetting thing. And I'm like, I feel for him. Cause I'm like, dude, that sucks. Like you're going up to the plate every time with a bat that, and obviously it's not like that dramatic where it's like, Oh dude, you can't get a hit. Like I can't get a hit. I can't buy a hit with this bat, but it's like almost, it messes with your confidence and stuff yeah. like that. Like you just don't like it. So I can, I can see where, where people are kind of shying away. Cause I noticed it. And that's why I wanted to ask, like, are you guys seeing more and more people backing off from the contracts? Cause it definitely does seem that way. When you look at schools, they're all swinging whatever they want these days. Yeah, I'm definitely seeing more schools backing off their contracts. I mean, which is for for stringing, it's a, it's a great thing. It's yeah, a great yeah. opportunity, great mm-hmm. opportunity to get in. It's a great opportunity to get more exposure and not have to jump the hurdles of, of these these back contracts or or wait a couple of years before they get off their contracts to this and mm-hmm. that. So it's a great opportunity for us, and I definitely agree with you that I'm starting to see more schools jumping out of their contracts and becoming open. Yeah, man, that's that's cool. I think that's sick, man. I think everyone should just swing and do whatever they want. I mean, that's how it's been. Me too. I mean, that's just that's just cool. That's just fun for baseball. It makes the game more fun and enjoyable. But so so you guys have just released that. You've got your string. You've got the drop five coming out on the thirty first. That's exciting. May, yeah, that's so. Yeah, obviously, may, yeah, not not anytime soon. People realize you got a couple <laughs> more months. But so so you know we're we're kind of approaching the end, man. So what what else do you guys have? If you want, the floor is yours. Let everyone know what's happening at Strinking. You guys are doing, like I said, 10. I can't say it enough. I'm such a huge fan of y'all's branding and what you're doing for the game, man. I truly like – because, like, especially down here in South Texas, like, like you see kids and you see parents who have, you know, multiple – and obviously this is kind of stepping into the more intimate aspect of not necessarily about baseball but about financial standpoints. And you see families that, like, truly can't afford – just like, 500 bucks on something is not – like, the, in these days – is not like a light purchase where you can just be like, oh, here you go. That's done, man. It's just not like that anymore, especially with how things are happening right now in the United States. That like this is this this brand, which y'all are doing at the hundred dollar mark, at the one twenty nine, at the one sixty, and at the two hundred, like even at capping a bat at two hundred, like that's your top tier. Like that is awesome. Like that is such a doable expense, especially with like now people are doing the buy in four and you can split it in four. Like that is such a much more doable thing for families who may have multiple kids playing baseball, who may have a kid who's in high school, a kid who's playing, you know, little league. And it's like, I got to buy, you know, my son plays little league and then he plays select. So I got to buy four bats this year. It's like, yeah. dude, 
you're giving kids an opportunity to play who may, who, who parents may at some point, if you guys weren't here doing this, who would have been like, sorry, I just can't afford to, to do it this year. I can't get yeah. you what, I, what you need. So I am a huge advocate. I see kids all the time that, you know, play with less, who can't have her playing with more. And I'm always like, please go to the store. And I'm, I, dude, I'm a huge advocate. Like I tell people all the time, if you haven't swung drinking, please go to wherever you, I'm not even for baseball express. Cause I coach my kids on what's more convenient. Yeah. Obviously we stock you guys back to have plenty. So I always tell them if we have them, <laughs> go get them with us. But I'm like, go to Academy or wherever they sell drinking and go swing a drinking bat because the price is phenomenal and the bat bangs. Cause, and I'm like, and if you don't believe me, watch this video of me swinging this damn thing and watch it. Like, it's, <laughs> it's crazy, man. So, so what do you guys have coming up and, and what do you get? What do you want to say about drinking before we, before we close it out, man? I know I kind of gave a, a pretty long monologue there, but I'm just, I'm such a huge fan of you guys. No, you're good, man. And we appreciate the support, you know, like you, you, you kind of, you kind of said it all, you know, we, we are a company that is very inclusive. We want people playing baseball. Shrinking is actually pretty personal to me. You know, growing up, uh, like I told you before, my, when I asked my parents to buy me even a hundred dollar bat, it, it was a it was a task for them. You know, mm-hmm. they had to, yeah. they really had to think about it. You know, mm-hmm. um, and seeing that bats are like five hundred dollars now, four hundred dollars, whatever it is, you know, it's it's outrageous. Kids are getting priced out of baseball. Families are getting priced out of baseball, and they're turning to sports where they don't need to spend as much money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm a baseball lifer. My, so uh, am I. Hang, everyone I hang out with is, is our baseball mindset people. Mm-hmm. You know, we want people. We want to grow the game of baseball mm-hmm. by being more inclusive by offering products that can uh, allow people to make purchases and not have to worry about them. Is where we want to be at, uh, and that's what that's what we're doing. Uh, again, if we could, if we can make even one kid jump jump into the game of baseball that wouldn't have been able to then it makes me makes me happy you know so that's where we are that's the inclusivity making making the game more affordable that's all we're that's Mm -hmm. what drinking is all about awesome man yeah you hit it i think we both just summed up drinking in like the best possible way you could (laughs) so but real quick because i'm just i'm just like i was just looking at the hoodie looking at string any chance you guys make gloves because you talked about making the webbing on lacrosse uh, heads and talking about all the, the I guess it's like not really lacing, but it essentially is lacing. Yeah. Any thoughts on maybe hopping into the glove game at any point? You know, uh, there's, there's no plans on that. Unfortunately, uh, again, we'll, we'll never close the door on any opportunity, but mm-hmm. right now there's no, there's no, uh, no plan to get into the glove, glove business. Although I think it would be a perfect fit for string. It would, man. That's all I'm saying. Like string king, you've already yeah. made, you've already started lacing stuff on the heads of the cross. Can't be that hard to just make a glove. I'd say. Yeah, um, I think that'd be pretty sick, man. I think that would be pretty cool. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on, man. We really appreciate it over here. We're huge fans, obviously. Um, but yeah, guys, this episode will be available, um, within a couple of weeks, we, we have a couple more coming up, but we're super pumped to put this one out. And obviously if you guys are hearing this and you're super intrigued and you're pumped about getting a drinking bat, you can get them not only at drinking baseball, but you can also grab them at baseball express. We stock all their models. So super pumped there. Um, yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. This episode should be available on youtube spotify on youtube we'll have the video version and then obviously on all your on all your audio wherever you find your podcast we will have this episode up so once again thanks joe we really appreciate you for coming on man yeah not a problem elijah thanks a lot uh make sure to follow us on tiktok at shrinking underscore baseball and uh we just launched our tiktok as well uh shrinking baseball on tiktok so make sure to follow us everyone 
yeah, man, for sure. Follow, everyone follow Shrinking. And if you haven't followed us, please follow us. Obviously, you're here <laughs> listening to us. So please follow us. That'd be cool. But yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll catch you in the next one.